Hello, everybody. This is Opposed in the Matrix. It's uh, a Tuesday evening. It's 9-29-2020 at 11.02 p.m. I just had to do this show tonight, folks. And, uh, well, there's <laughs> – where do I begin? Where do I begin? You know, from time to time I listen to Michael Savage because I like his style. He shoots from the hip. He doesn't care what people think. And – he uh, he just says it the way it is, you know, and uh, I admire the guy for that. I really do. I've always admired New Yorkers for that. That's one reason why I, I like Donald Trump so much, because he shoots from the hip, doesn't care what people think about him, you know, and uh, it's been working for him, actually, just like it works for Michael Savage. He's got millions of listeners, you know. Not that I'll ever have that many. I think I've kind of started this kind of late in life and, and uh, uh, who knows? Only the Lord knows what's going on in that regard. But um, recently, um, I've had my concerns. Uh, actually, I've had my concerns ever since I moved to Oregon. Uh, somebody or several people have made the, the comment over the years that uh, I think it was like 30 years ago or something like that, or maybe a little longer. They used to have normal voting in Oregon where you'd actually go to a polling place and you'd be able to, uh, you know, however they did it back then. I don't know. I know in California for a while they had the little cards and you punch the things out. And, and then uh, when Florida did that, they had problems with something called hanging chad, so they weren't really sure if the things were punched out or if they fell out by accident. And let me tell you, you really had to punch those things hard to get them to fall out by accident. So um, that was a big debate. And then uh, uh, then in California, they went with the, uh, you know, you put your little uh, dot in a circle and that's how you voted. And then you put it in a box and, and you were right at the polling place when you did that. And I felt really comfortable doing it that way. Well, then I move up here. Uh, back in 2012, to find out that all the voting is done via mail. Well, uh, I, I forgot to tell you this. They they said um, that before they did all the voting by mail, that Oregon was actually a, a red state. Well, back then, I think they would have called it a blue state. Um, somewhere along the line, it all got changed around because uh, red used to stand for communist. <laughs> you know, there used to be a phrase, better dead than red. And uh, but somewhere along the ways that all changed and now the uh, the conservatives are red and the uh, the Democrats are blue. Well, you know, I'd be blue, too, if I was a Democrat, because uh, they never have any original ideas and they end up screwing up the country more than it was. Each president, uh, each Democratic president successfully has or in succession, I should say, has made things worse. Uh, than uh, they were before they got into office. And, uh, well, anyway, I, did, I really didn't want to make this into much of a political thing. But at the same time, so I, I've been leery about um, mailing mine in. And um, there are places where you can go. Um, I, I remember when we lived in Eugene, there was a, a place by the public library that uh, there was a box where you could put your ballot in there. But I read recently that, uh, actually, no, it was in 2016, it was an article from then, that somebody had broken into one of those boxes and taken all the ballots and thrown them out or did something with them because they weren't there when the guy went to go get them. So those places aren't safe. 
Uh, there are other places here in, in, in Oregon where you can go. You can go to a lot of police stations, have a box there. You could drop it in. Um, you know, I, I'd feel pretty safe going there unless I lived in uh, uh, a blue county where, you know, the, the police are even corrupt. Um, a little story. Um, I uh, We lived in Eugene for a while, and believe me, it was to me, just to me, okay, um, it was hell on earth. Uh, now, my wife came from the Bay Area originally, of California. So when she came to Eugene, and that was, you know, like 30 years ago, um, it was basically a paradise. Um, but that's when all the Californians were moving up here. And believe me, my wife and her her uh, first husband were, were ardent um, conservatives. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't a, a leftist bone in either of their bodies. But... Um, they watch things change over the years. As a matter of fact, the name of the paper there is called the Register Guard, and uh, conservatives down there uh, affectionately refer to it as the Red Guard. And if you know anything about communism, especially uh, Chinese communism, Maoism, uh, you know that the Red Guard is not uh, not a compliment uh, in my book. Uh, the people at the Register Guard might take it as a compliment because they're communists, and that's uh, that's the way things fly. But um, so anyway, you know, I moved up there and, uh, you know, we were married. And lived, we lived there for a couple of years and, uh, yeah, a couple or two and a half or three years maybe. And I'll tell you, it was like being in California on steroids. You know, when you move from a place like California where, you know, where everything is, everything is communist, everything is uh, leftist, everything is Stalin Leninists, um, uh, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards. And then you move to a, a place to get sanctuary. And then you move to a place that's just as bad as where you move from. You know, you start getting depressed and you start losing hope. And if you're a, a believer that believes in, um, in the spiritual realm, you know that there are uh, principalities and powers that are over different areas. If you read the book of Daniel, you'll see uh, there was a there's a chapter I can't recall which one it is right now, but Daniel was praying, um, and an angel finally shows up, and the angel said, "You know what? I would have been here a lot sooner, except that I was fighting uh, the prince of Persia, and I couldn't get through until Michael the archangel came to help me fight." And then now I'm able to hear you to give, I'm able to be here to give you this message. So, um, so we did, and it was a, a wonderful prophecy. And, um, so anyway, every place has a principality or a power over it. And, uh, some are weaker than others, depending on what kind of population lives there. But those powers can also, um, affect the population. In other words, you know, it's my belief that uh, the principality that was over Eugene was probably weak at one time. Um, it, it is not a friendly personality or principality. But uh, with the advent of uh, a lot of Californians moving up to Oregon um, to bring in their, their viral liberalism, uh, that principality grew stronger. And even to this day, when I cross the Lynn, the Lynn County line and go into Lane County, I can feel that principality. I really can. Um, and when I go into Eugene, it's like there's a like a dark veiled cloud over the whole place, you know. And I know that regular people can't see it. Some of them think that place is paradise on earth. And, um, well, I don't know. I guess you have to have your eyes open.
and unless until you do, you you uh, you can't see things like that. But um, and it's funny because the demarcation line on Highway Five, when you're coming back north to get out of Lane County, um, is actually a cross on a hill. And at nighttime, it's really lit up bright, and it's it's neat. And the minute that you pass that cross, you know you're in Lynn County. And I think that that's that's kind of um, uh, climatic, you know. I think it it just uh, it shows the difference. And I think that uh, uh, God bless whoever put that cross up there and pays for the power to have those lights on there all the time. And I mean, there are some some dark nights when you're really driving up and you see that, and you're going, "Oh, thank God, I'm across in Lynn County." Um, but uh, a few years ago, the the sheriff down there in Lane County, um, they, they asked him about uh, gun confiscation, and he said that if he was ever ordered to, to confiscate guns from the citizens, that he would comply. Well, right about the same time, the sheriff up in Lynn County, when he was asked the same thing, he said he would not follow those orders. Um, and that he would direct his deputies not to follow those orders, too. So, you know, I told my wife one day, I said, well, you know, when we move out of here, we're moving up to Lynn County or a county like it anyway. But being that we're in Willamette Valley and at all the, you know, the high paying jobs or decent paying jobs are over on this side of the Cascades and uh, and some family members also, um, we're kind of stuck on this side of the Cascades. But. Um, being on in Lynn County is a lot better, and uh, I know that I I can uh, rest assured that I'm not going to get a knock on my door at three in the morning uh, with some uh, sheriff deputies or police that say give me all your guns. Um, anyway, and more and more counties in Oregon are getting that way. It's just that the uh, the counties that have all the leftists in them. Uh, would it be Lane, Clackamas, uh, Multnomah County? Oh, my goodness. That's where Portland is. Um, boy, you talk about a sewer on earth. Um, I, I go there only when I have to, only when I absolutely have to. And, um, you know, that would be like picking somebody up at the airport or something like that. And even then, I try to convince them to come into Eugene because you can get a connecting flight. It takes you maybe 15 minutes to fly from from Portland to Eugene. But anyway, um, I don't want to digress too much and uh, get away from what I wanted to talk about. But um, anyway, so I don't trust the U.S. Postal Service. I've been reading stories lately. There was a story that came out of Pennsylvania where uh, some uh, postal clerk down there had been pulling out uh, ballots that were sent over from uh, soldiers overseas because they get to vote a little early. They do absentee balloting. And from my understanding, and I'm going to look at it when we get our ballot, there's a way that uh, the postal people can tell if the ballot is for a, a Republican registered person or a Democrat registered person. And that being that the uh, barcode has an R or a D in it. And uh, so anyway, this person in Pennsylvania, and I'm assuming that they have the same thing there, um, cherry pick through all of the the uh, the ballots and found all the ones that for, were for Trump and, and threw them in the garbage. Well, he was caught, thank God. Um, but there's more and more of that stuff going on, and it's it's only going to get worse. Now, <laughs> yeah, this this is hilarious, um, and I'm being sarcastic. Now, back as late as maybe 15 years ago, um, and I think sooner uh, or closer 
to today than that. But I um, used to be able to walk into a post office, especially if it was a small town, and there would be a little slot that said local mail. So if you wanted to mail something to your a relative that lived on another street in your same town or somebody that lived out in the country that that post office served, you put it in there, they process it's there, and then they brought it out to your relative or your friend or whoever you were sending it to. And it, with me, sometimes I send letters to myself just to make sure that, um, especially when I'm sending something out important, because I figure if that goes out, then what I'm sending out is going out. And, and if it's real important, I'll have a signature required on it. Um, and those always seem to go through. Isn't that interesting that those always seem to go through? Because the lefties, when when they uh, don't uh, get a signature, they get in trouble. So, uh, but anyway, um, so I uh, I went to mail. So, oh, that's what it was. And, and I think I was talking about this the other day, but I'll say it again just in case you didn't listen to that show. Um, we have a storage unit next town over. Um, we used to have one about 40 minutes away, but it it was a it wasn't the best storage place. It, it started to smell like mold. And if you've ever had your, your personal effects smell like mold, it's not good. And some people are allergic to that stuff. Um, but um, so anyway, we found one over closer to us and we're moving all our stuff over there and uh, finally got it in and I went to pay for it. Now, the place I got to pay for it's in Albany. It's it's a half hour from here at the most. Um, so what I did is one day I was late. It was due on the 11th, and it was the 11th. So I'll just go up to Albany, and I'll slip it in the same-day slot, you know. And I went into the first post office. I said, where's your same-day slot or same same town slot? Oh, we don't do that anymore. We haven't done that in a while. I said, well, where does the mail go? Oh, it gets sent up to Portland, and it's and it's sorted through there. I went, uh-oh, okay, because now it's going to take two or three days where it would take maybe the next day to get where it was going to go and if they had the local uh, mail slot. Anyway, so I found another post office in Albany, and the same thing. Um, the only place that I found a local one is in Brownsville, which uh, doesn't help me out very much because Brownsville serves Brownsville and not Albany. But anyway, so um, so I hesitantly threw it in a slot, and it went in, and they got it about three days later. Um, and cashed it right away, and that was good. You know, no late fees or anything like that. Thank God. Um, there still are people out there that honor grace periods and have mercy. So, um, I found out that all mail in Oregon now goes to um, Portland to get sorted. Okay, found an article about that. That started about 2016, 2017 maybe, and um, and has been happening ever since. So, um, and as a matter of fact, I got into a kind of a little heated debate with the guy down in the sweet home post office. Um, you know, postal people can be real nice unless they're challenged. I think, you know, that once you get them out of their routine, their daily routine, you know, they're not comfortable with that. And I, I just asked him about the local thing, you know, and, and, um, he said they didn't have it. And I said, boy, I'll tell you what, it sure was convenient when they had that, you know. And he goes, well, if we did that, then we'd have to hire two more people to sort through it. And I'm thinking to myself, your town only has, what, 4,000 people in it? How many people are going to mail to the to people in their own town? Not that very much, you know. Hell, hire me for it. I could do it in a day. You know, real easy. Um, 
So, cause I, you know, I'm good at sorting things. I'm good at clerical stuff if I have to be. But, um, anyways, he got a little ticked off at me because I was asking questions. And, uh, so I knew where he, he stood politically. I just wanted to look at him and go, Trump's not your president, is he? Anyway, um, <coughs> pardon me. Um, so, uh, the other day I, I got online and I, I just, made a plea to everybody and and there's this little uh, or not little anymore there's this uh, facebook group called timber unity and they're a very conservative group i love them man they're great they're made out of loggers and uh, you know people that own logging mills and um, just your regular everyday tom dick and harry joan betty and alice <laughs> there we go i got both sexes covered and there's only two so um, anyway, um, so they're a great group. And then there's, there's a couple more, um, uh, for sweet home. And I, I'm a member of those. And so I put the same plea on all three of them. And basically, you know what, um, I'm going to see, I, I should be able to find it pretty quickly. And, uh, of course, I'm not going to find it here, but, um, Let's see, just got to look for a thumbs up because everybody's been giving me a thumbs up on it. I mean, everybody, too. Uh, I have uh, 299 um, shares or uh, likes, and then uh, I think there's like 300 shares or something like that, which is really neat because when you think about it, you know, if each person shares it, they've got maybe at least 15 or 20 people that they're sharing it with. So, you know, it's probably gone, this plea has probably gone on to, uh, you know, maybe five or 6,000 people um, because I posted it in three different formats. Um, anyway, so basically here's what I wrote. Okay, since Oregon is a mail-in ballot-only state, I'd like to make a suggestion. Most mail-in Oregon gets routed through Portland, and we know what is in Portland. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. I'll admit that. Um, yeah, just read your news every day and see what's in Portland. Uh, I'm sure there's some nice people in there, but uh, if you if you know people that have government jobs, they're usually usually liberal. And uh, and boy, is the post office a government job. Uh, there may be a few uh, conservatives in there, and if if you are conservative and you work in the post office, boy, do you have my sympathies, and I'll pray for you all the time because the adversity you must have to go through uh, working with a bunch of, uh, um, well, like Michael Savage says, liberalism is a mental disorder, so you're working with uh, mentally disaffected people. But uh, anyway, I continue. Um, it gets routed through Portland, and we know what is in Portland. There's a very good chance that your ballot will be intentionally misplaced, a.k.a. lost on purpose, so that it will not be counted in this election. There is a solution. If you can, take your ballot to the ba and, and the ballots of others, which is a nice gesture, straight to the county seat where the election office is. We take ours to the Albany Courthouse. It, let's see, see more. Um, it is at the top of the stairs, just as you walk up from the front door. This will prevent your ballot from accidentally being discarded. I'm trying to be nice there. Um, you should do this for all the elections, especially for this one. 
Well, let me tell you, I got a lot of neat responses. I really did. Like I said, there were, um, well, this one has 75 comments. Um, and they were all positive. They really were. They were, yeah, we do that too. Or yeah, we don't trust the post office with this election anyway, or, or something like that, you know, and it was, it was really encouraging. It really was until, you know, um, some of the, uh, the people from, uh, the, uh, the other side, I'll say, uh, the leftists, uh, got involved. I mean, I look at it. We got things here like, uh, uh, let's see one guy says, we have a ballot box in the city hall central point. We have never mailed it. We just drive over and drop it off ourselves. Um, Another person, we have a ballot box at the City Hall in Pendleton. So this is getting to Eastern Oregon. This is kind of cool. And I'm looking to see where, oh, there's another group that I joined. It's called Greater Idaho Move Oregon's Border. Um, and that would be a very interesting thing to see. Uh, the conservatives in Oregon live mainly on the other side of the Cascades um, and in the south part of the state here. Um, most of the uh, insane liberals live uh from Eugene, uh, from Eugene North on the I-5 corridor all the way up to Portland. Um, and here's some others. We always take ours to the ballot box. Um, this guy says drop box in library in Roseburg. That, I would feel safe there, right? Um, another one drop off behind the government building in Klamath Falls. This is getting all over Oregon. This is just exciting me like there's no tomorrow. Um, okay. Let's see. Okay. How Oregon became the first state to vote, to vote by mail. So I guess it started here. And like I said, people said that it used to be a red, a red state or a, let's say, say a conservative state and still until they started the mail and stuff. And then it turned all of a sudden turned uh, liberal, uh, which is, you know, <laughs> raises a whole bunch of uh, questions in my mind. Another one, always take mine to the courthouse and drop it off in the ballot box, which is what we do. Um, somebody from California said, that's what we were told to do here in Shasta County or take it to our polling place. Um, let's see. I'm looking to see because uh, I want to get to the uh, the insane people that wrote, uh, if they're on this site here. Um Anyway, um, I'm going down and it may be on one of the other sites, but I started to get some real, real negativity from people. And <laughs> there was this one, um, and I got to find it because you're going to see what, what you got to deal with when you, uh, when you, uh, when you start trying to reason with people that are not reasonable. Okay. 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 There's there's one right there. There's now there's this uh, this nut. And I'm not going to say her name because my luck. She'll listen to the show and sue me. Um. But um, she's a an avid um, Antifa supporter, and uh, she she posted an article by Al Jazeera 
Okay, there's there's your first. Actually, your first mistake is being an Antifa supporter. Your second mistake is quoting a um, Muslim source. And I read the article, and it sounds really fishy. It's almost like it was a setup, um, the way it was conducted. Uh, this woman is from Al Jazeera was supposedly hiding in the bushes taking pictures um, while fires were being lit by um, Antifa members. And uh, she got approached by three people that were packing firearms, asking her what she was doing, and then told her to get the hell out of town. Um thinking that she was part of Antifa, and she just may well have been. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't see there any reason why there wouldn't be a some kind of camaraderie between um, the Islamic community and Antifa. I mean, they're both out to, to change our society. Um, anyway, uh, so I started getting, um, let's see. Okay, so this... This woman posts, oh, you know what, this isn't even the right one. This is the one about, this is hard when, you, when you're involved in like four different, uh, four different things, you know, and it's uh, here, this is the community watch. This may be the one. Yeah, I think so. This lady is certifiable. She really is. Oh, no, it's the Antifa thing again. Um Bear with me, folks, because I th- this is this is an important thing because it shows you the mentality that we're we're dealing with. Um, let's see, community watch two, community watch two, community watch two. Eleven hours ago, I'm looking for something that's older. Fourteen hours ago, maybe that would be about right. Okay, yeah, okay, here we go, here we go. Um, I <laughs> love it. So she writes, you know, because I mentioned Portland and uh, what kind of people are there. Uh, or I said, what, you know, what's in Portland. And she writes, and we know what's in Portland with a big question mark. What does that mean? No, our ballots will not be intentionally misplaced. What a bunch of lies to be spreading around. Now, if you go to this woman's site, um, and you look at the top, you know how Facebook has banners at the top? Her banner is a Biden-Harris bumper sticker with her face stuck right in the middle of it. So, gee, do you think who she's she's going to vote for Biden? Yes, I do think so. Okay. All righty. And I said, you know what? You're right. Your ballot won't be intentionally replaced because you're a Democrat. So you're partially right. I said, I went to your page and saw that you were a dyed-in-the-wool Marxist-Leninist. I also see that, that you were vote, who you were voting for. What's his name? <laughs> I'm sorry. I promised I wasn't going to do this, but I did it. I said, what's his name? Don't tell me. I know this one. You know, that pedophile with the hairy legs. You know, that guy that said three days ago that he's been in government for 180 years. Come on. I knew his name 20 minutes ago. I'm sorry. I don't have a teleprompter here to read off of, a, but it, if it helps, he's the one that told black lives, black people that if they don't vote for him, they ain't black. And then I put a little Russian in there. Dasvidaniya Tovarich. It's like, see you later, friend. In, in, um, and I was told that Tovarich was more of a communist term, so that's why, um, why I used that. 
I've known a lot of people that have uh, come from uh, the former Soviet uh, Eastern Bloc. I know some people that came from Armenia and other countries where uh, the Soviet Union used to rule over, and uh, not one of them has said anything nice. As a matter of fact, when um, Mr. Obama, I don't call him president because he was never eligible to be president, um, when he was uh, elected, um, we had this delivery driver that they used to deliver drugs for the drug uh, company when we'd order him. I used to work in a pharmacy down in Sacramento. And um, he came in one day, and he didn't look like he was too happy, and he had a paper under his arm. I guess he read while you know he was waiting for places to open. We always opened a little early and let him in so we could get going. you know. But um, anyway, uh, so he, he throws the paper. He, he puts the totes of medication down, you know, and I signed for him and everything, checked to make sure everything was there, everything was kosher, and then he throws the paper down on the counter, he goes, you know, he says, I came from Belarus, he says, I grew up under communism, he says, and I hated it, and I came to this country to get away from communism, and then he, he opens up the paper and he points to Obama's face and he goes, and now this. So in other words, he was saying that he knew, just from what Obama was talking about, every time he made a speech, that the guy was an ardent communist. Okay? So, anyway, it's funny how other people could... And you know what? If I would have paraded him in front of a bunch of uh, Marxist-Leninists, or um, let's just say leftists, um, maybe maybe that's going a little too far, calling a Marxist-Leninist. Uh, they might not have been then. They might maybe now. But anyway, hopefully they saw the light and became conservatives. But anyway... Um, yeah, he was quite upset about it, but you know, if you were to take somebody like him and maybe 13 or 15 other people that had to flee or, or came to the United States because they had lived under the ravages of communism or, or, you know, Soviet socialism, whatever you want to call it, and they didn't want to live under that anymore, and they came here and you paraded them in front of, uh, groups of, of, um, Liberals, we'll call them, because that's what we called them back then. Now they're just leftists. Um, and, and you had each one of them give their testimony. You, you would still not have changed any minds, or very few. Or you, you might have gotten some people thinking, but then they would get together with their leftist friends again and pretty soon dismiss the thought. Um, so, uh, yes, again, Michael Savage says liberalism is a mental disorder, and I totally agree with him. Okay, um, so then uh, she answers me back, and she says, I'm not a Democrat, and if I was, I would be proud to be one. And I just told you that she had a Biden-Harris sticker with her face in the middle of it as a banner on Facebook, right? Um, she says, I'm not a Trump supporter, and if I was, I would be ashamed of myself, Neither am I a Marxist-Leninist, and she didn't pronounce, she didn't spell them right, she didn't capitalize them, so I have a question about her command of the English language. Um, I am also not a member of the idiot group called Q, um, of which I am sure you are. Okay, there's making an assumption. She hadn't, by the, at this time, visited my, my website, my webpage. And even on the webpage that I, I have this account through, I don't mention much about politics or about, uh, especially about QAnon. Um, yep, make it up as you go. Mental health issues, with a question mark. 
Fantasy thinking with a question mark. Yeah, we will believe you who knows nothing. Interesting. First of all, yeah, she spelled Y-E-A. That's yay. Yeah, it's Y-E-A-H. Um, we will believe you who know nothing. All right. Then she writes again, I'm not even sure you are a real somebody and, and not some troll or a bot or even a faked account. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So it, it goes on. And I said, it's a good thing you think that I'm a troll, even though you are the one that trolled my post. If, um, if you thought I was a real, you might send your Antifa friends to pay me a visit. Sorry, but I hate to inform you that your voting choice, that you are voting for a Soviet-style Marxist, and that makes you a communist. Thankful, hello. Uh, thankfully, on November 4th, you'll crawl back under your rock and wait another four years to vote for another, the likes of Castro, Rivera, Chavez. Funny how you say that I have mental health issues. I'm a mental health nurse, and I was wondering that about you. I'm wondering when you, I'm wondering when you write in the singular, but then you say, we will believe you who knows nothing. How many personalities are the, are you referring to? Is one of them named Karen? <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I know I get sarcastic. You know, I, I kind of got, uh, chastised by, uh, my mother the other day and, uh, I didn't understand what she was saying. And, uh, she says, oh, yeah, you know, you got to learn how to tone it down. You know, it's uh, you offend people. And and, um, and I came right back and I says, frankly, I'm, I really don't care anymore. You know, and I didn't realize that she was talking about her. <laughs> and and I was informed about that. And um, so the uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read and talk to you at the same time. Uh there's another guy here I, I want to kind of look at here. But anyway, um, so I told her, I says, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about, you know, people on the radio, uh, people that I write to on Facebook. You know, I used to really be apologetic for, for writing my feelings. I said, I don't do that anymore. I'm just going to lay it out on the line. If they don't like it, they can, they can go suck it up, you know. And um so, I don't know. I got pretty intense with this guy. His name is, well, I'm not going to tell you his name. That'd be crazy. He says, it's a man. And he says, uh, this is totally baseless, you know, talking about taking your uh, your your uh, ballot in and mailing it. This is a totally baseless claim. Do you have any evidence to back up what you're saying? Why would somebody want to misplace your ballot anyway? They can't know who you're voting for unless you they open it up, which is... Uh, they open it up, which a person within the postal service would not do. Okay. So I, I started out by saying that, you know, he's, he's kind of uh, idiotic. Um, I said, mail yours. Uh, who the heck cares? You probably have a D behind it anyway. And then we get into this woman that, uh, uh, I don't know. Sometimes you wonder about people. A lot of times I wonder about people. Anyway, she said, all he asked was, why do you believe this? And she says my name. You attack and 
name call. That's really mature. And I addressed her and I said, uh, no, it starts out by saying that's a baseless claim. Go back and read it again. That's an attack. Get your facts straight, snowflake. Uh, so another woman uh, writes and somebody with common sense and she says they can tell uh, why the hell would the system require that it shows on the envelope unless th there is an intent to mishandle. And in other words, remember, I told you that they have a D or an R in, in the uh, barcode. Um, anyway, so this uh, knuckleheaded female form uh, writes back. Uh, she says, I'm an idiot. Uh, they had no base and asked for the facts. All I said was you're being immature and you continue name calling. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, so you have proven my point of being immature. As for calling me a snowflake, elaborate. But bear in mind, I'm not a mad boomer. Okay, so I guess it's okay for her to insult and act immature, but not me. Okay. So I answered her back um, the way the first guy did, and I said, your claim is totally baseless. <laughs> Liberals don't like it when leftists, I should, don't like it when you use their words, their own words against them. You know, it's okay for them to do, but not you. Okay, and she writes back, um, and what was my claim? Are you actually paying attention? And I said, uh, see, you don't even know what your claim is. That makes it baseless. Good day, little girl. Uh, grown women don't like it when you call them little girls, um, especially leftists, uh, because I think half of them, um, still have the mentality of little girls, but they don't like to admit it. Um, anyway, uh, so the guy that originally wrote to me says, does it matter what my political affiliation is? You have yet to provide me with any facts and have resorted to name calling. Well, don't be an idiot. Maybe I won't name call. Um, so I wrote back to him. I says, you need to stop watching the brainwashing alphabet news stations and start looking at independent news. So, yes, your political identity does matter because you're asking for sources that are all around you and you want to rouse up people to doubt the things that are actually happening. That's what leftists do. If you took time to read the other responses, you'd see that the others, aside from poor misguided, um, the woman I, I mentioned above, all agree. And by calling it a baseless claim, you, being, you began a name calling by dubbing me a liar. So, pal, um, but, oh, sorry, pal, but you can't have it both ways. So the name-calling charge is just more uh, leftist bovine scatology. And he writes back, I don't trust most mainstream media sources. Where are you getting your news from? Um, and then somebody else said exactly, and I don't know who she was talking to. Um, I guess she was talking to him. Um, anyway. I said, sir, okay, here is one from Politico, a traditionally leftist leaning agency. Just go to Google and type in ballots, garbage, and there are scores of these. And so I, I put a link there and I said, here's another video that shows uh, political flyers for a conservative sheriff being thrown in the garbage. Yes, they're not ballots, but it shows a trend and hopefully uh, will be brought to an end before November 3rd. And basically, that's the last I heard of him. 
So I guess that maybe I proved my point to him. Isn't that nice? Um, anyway, so uh, I'm trying to get down to the nutcase that was writing to me earlier, the Biden voter. Um, okay, and I've read a bunch of that. I think I've read all of it. Okay, so we're all caught up on that. It goes on. There's another one where we we went further, and um, but anyway, uh, it, actually, it's it's kind of hilarious the other one because she. What, what's funny is when you goad these people into answering you, you actually get them to admit more and more about themselves. And it's a tactic I learned long ago. You know, you give out a little and you get a lot, um, and. Uh, and, and usually a lot of times what you get is uh, something that you weren't expecting. And it looks like I can't find the other one. Darn it. Anyway, but she goes on and on and proves more and more and more and more that she's a leftist. And that uh, uh, she told me one one of the posts that she's she's not a leftist, that she's she votes center right. And I'm like, if you voted center right, then you wouldn't be voting for a pedophile. Um, who's a liar, and, and I went to this whole litany of Biden uh, misdeeds. and um, So it's um, it's kind of funny. You know, I before I write to people like this, I always go to their Facebook page to look them up. Uh, the first thing I want to do is see if they're, you know, local. I mean, if they live three doors down, I don't want to <laughs> really start anything that's going to start a neighborhood brawl, you know. Um, but when I realize that they're far enough away, meaning, you know, within, within 10 miles or more, um, I feel a little safer. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of whack jobs out there and especially when they're, they're liberal, they're, they're crazy. I mean, most of the people that have gone in and shot up schools, if not all of them have been leftists or grew up in leftist households. So they're not wrapped too tight. So, um, anyway, so. I know Oregon does it, and I think there's five or six other states where they do um, mail-in ballots, okay? Now, when I lived in California, for what I did toward the end is I would I would ask for an absentee ballot, and I would mail it in. And, um, well, that's back when I felt kind of safe doing stuff like that. But uh, not anymore. Uh, the last few elections that we voted for, we, we always drive up to Albany, and I walk up those marble stairs and and uh or granite stairs i don't know what they are but and uh i walk up to the box and usually i'll strike up a conversation with the guy that's working behind the counter you know something like hey a lot of people seem to be doing this just to kind of gauge if uh if it's a trend you know if it's if people are are starting to see that it's dangerous um and that their vote vote won't be counted if they mail it in um so um anyway that's basically what I wanted to address tonight. Um, even if you don't live in a state uh, that uh, does mail-ins, um, I'm urging you that if you do an absentee ballot, um, and I know you're probably going to look at this like, well, the whole thing, I, the whole reason I do absentee is so I don't have to go in. But I think it's particularly um, important in this election anyway that we do our due diligence to try to get our ballot in the safest and the most effective way possible. Um, it's 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 just for some reason I have this sense that this year is going to be uh, quite interesting. I know that I watched the debate tonight and uh, 
one of the questions was uh, Chris <laughs> Chris Wallace. Uh, why they have him on Fox News, I have no idea. But he basically was uh, was uh, helping uh, Biden along uh, to answer the uh, the questions he was asking. And um, Biden looked like he was barely holding it together. And uh, I think the Trump team or the Trump side had had tried to get the uh, the leftists to agree to, to see if there's a, there were going to be any. Um, uh, earphones or listening devices in in the ears of Joe Biden, because it wouldn't surprise me if they did that. Um, he, uh, he held it together pretty good. Um, I also, they wanted him to have a drug test to see if he, uh, he was giving drugs to enhance his memory or to enhance his speaking ability or whatever. And, uh, they came against that right away too. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, I, I just think that uh, this election and oh, oh yeah, that's where I was going. Um, so when they asked uh, both men, when Chris Wallace asked both men if they would be content um, on election night, if they realized that they had been uh, defeated, that they would concede. And Biden tried to step around the issue several times saying, well, you know, the all the votes aren't going to be counted for at least 10 days. You know, um, and and Trump countered that with, well, you know, if they're mailed in, they probably came before the uh, before the deadline. And so they should have been counted already. So what do you need an extra 10 days for? Which makes a lot of sense. Um, But Biden kind of stepped around the issue. But Trump basically said, you know what, we're just going to wait and see. You know, if I think that. In other words, I think what he was saying is I, if I sense or think that there's something fishy going on, we're going to investigate. And he was talking about having a Supreme Court come to a final decision. Um, and I believe that happened, if I'm not mistaken, the last time he ran. I think the Supreme Court was either mentioned uh, that they were going to be brought into it or whatever. And um, I just can't remember back that far. Sorry. But um and what and what's wrong with that? You know, um, what's wrong with wanting to make sure making a, a two or three different um, attempts or verifications that things are are on the up and up? Um, Jim Wilhelmson talks about uh, the last election how um, they started counting the votes um, again uh, because Michigan went for Trump and they were oh you know we need to count the ballots again you know something's wrong. Well, the, what was wrong was that they know that they had they had uh, sent in more ballots than there were people on the rolls. So when they started to realize that uh, there were more people voting in, I think it's Wayne County, that's where Detroit is, uh, that there were more people voting than there were actual voters in Wayne County. All of a sudden they said, well, we're, you know, we're just going to concede and give it up. Um, and Jim told me that it's Michigan law that uh, if they – if they saw that there was at least Detroit or maybe a couple of other areas that were doing that, that uh, none of the votes would count at all. So um, they, they didn't want to get caught with their pants down, so to speak. So they conceded Detroit or Wayne County. And uh, because if they would have continued, I think most of the big cities in, um, in Detroit would have been found to be um, fraudulent in their, in their vote casting. So, um, 
anyway, uh, uh, there are states I've heard where people are receiving ballots even if they didn't ask for them, which to me seems illegal. Um, and also now, um, they were talking about COVID, you know, uh, well, with COVID, you know, a lot of people are, are going to be able to get to the polls. But you know what else that, you know, people have forgotten is that during the last election, there were some districts in some of the inner cities where the Black Panthers were standing out front and basically intimidating people, telling them that they needed to vote for for uh, for Hillary and uh, that if they didn't, bodily harm would come to them, <laughs> you know. And uh, so. I think it would be wise, and, and I don't know if Trump has taken this into um, his thought pattern or if he's been advised to do this, but what would be so difficult about um, placing, you know, maybe five or six National Guard people in every place where they count count the, uh, the ballots just to make sure that everything is uh, on the up and up and kosher and everything else? You know, or federal marshals or whatever. You know, just to make sure that no monkey business goes on. Because believe me, the you, we're talking about very desperate people here. That, um, yeah, you know, that woman called me a Q, uh, Qophile, basically. And uh, there's a lot of things that Q says that make a lot of sense. And um, so we're talking about desperate people, and, and desperate people do desperate things. And um, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it beyond the uh, the leftists. And I'm talking about Democrats in general, the leftists um, to to pull every trick in the book out that they could possibly think of in order to try to win this election. But um, I think that um, what should happen is that they should be looking out for ballots from dead people. Um, One of the things that irks me about uh, Florida is that a lot of New Yorkers live half the year in Florida and half the year in New York. And I have a sneaking suspicion, and I've heard this, but, you know, I you know I couldn't verify it, but uh, sneaking suspicion that they get ballots in New York and Florida, so they get to vote twice. Okay, that should be illegal. <laughs> and um, uh, so, you know, we're going to have to watch out for every little trick that you think um, – think, you know, Trump should hire a bunch of people that could can think of the worst case possible scenarios. And maybe he has, you know, he's got a pretty good team working for him and his kids alone are, you know, are phenomenal. But um, I think that uh, uh, what should happen is that um, uh, that people be hired a think tank, maybe be hired to think of every way to cheat that you possibly could at the election and then check all that stuff to make sure it doesn't happen. Um, My understanding always has been that uh, federal elections, especially for president is a federal matter. Um, Now I've been told I was wrong about that because it's a state matter. Um, But uh, when it comes to voting for the president of the United States, it should be a federal matter. And hopefully it's a federal crime if it's um, if things are done, but uh, things are done wrong or illegally. And um, 
But um, I I know leftists, I know Democrats, and uh, when I first started voting, I was a Democrat until my eyes were open. And uh, yeah, I voted for Jimmy Carter. I bought the lie that he was a Christian and that uh, you know he had our being a Christian, he had our best thoughts in my in his heart and in his mind, and that uh, the Lord was going to work through Jimmy Carter. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe the Lord's Lord Lucifer. Yeah, but um, anyway, uh, yeah. Just have a think tank to to think about every way you could possibly cheat. You know, I know casinos do that. Maybe they should go to casinos and um, and hire people that work in casinos that, that watch for people that cheat. You know, that would be a good thing to do, you know. Um, I know that he could probably get police to go in and um, and to, to police the, the polling places where they count. Um, but there, there should be a cutoff time. I mean... Um, we're being told that a lot of ballots are being sent out right now to people that haven't requested them. So let's see, what is today? The 29th. So, uh, 30th, 30th, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, still got five days to, or four days, let's say to get it in the mail. If it's going to arrive locally at your, uh, election center, cause your election center is local, right? So, um, if, the, if they've been arriving that early, then there's no reason that they should have to wait an extra 10 days for them to start counting these because they should have started counting them the minute they start arriving. You know, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm looking at things from a, a common sense point of view. OK, and I know that politics doesn't <laughs> doesn't operate in that vein and especially uh Leftist politics doesn't um, go in that vein. Uh, another thing that um, that they're all, all upset about is that that the new Supreme Court Justice Amy, I can't remember the rest of her name, but um, they're upset that uh, she's a Catholic and that she's a woman of faith. She's a woman of, uh, that has a family, that loves her family and things like that. Um, you know, I thought that in the whole Catholic thing was settled in 1960 or 1960 during that election because that was a big thing about the JFK thing. I remember my my parents talking about it vaguely. Um, oh, he's a Catholic, you know, and uh, you know, how do we know that his allegiance isn't to the Pope and to the Catholic Church, and that you know he's he's going to just change all the laws to to reflect uh, Catholicism and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and then Biden, Biden himself is a, a self-proclaimed uh, Catholic. So um, what's the big deal about having this Catholic woman come in and be a Supreme court justice? The big deal is that she's pro-life and that she's pro-family and that she's a good person. Uh, she comes highly endorsed, very highly endorsed by instructors, by co-workers, by teachers, by mentors. I don't think anybody said anything bad about her. But for some reason, the um, the leftists are having an orgasm that uh, she's she's going to be voted in uh, or approved before the uh, before the election. And right now they have w- without uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
I think they have like a 50-50 in, um, uh, between conservative and liberal judges. So this thing could drag on forever. Um, you know, if there's ever a question without this woman in there, with her in there, there's a possibility that maybe it, it could be adjudicated the, uh, quite quickly in the right way. Um, but they're afraid that she's going to uh, join in this great conspiracy to end Roe versus Wade. You know, that um, that hasn't happened yet. I don't think the court even talks about it. Um, it'd be nice. You know, don't get me wrong. It'd be great to know that our children are being cut apart and suctioned out of people's wombs um, for the sake of convenience. And that's for the most part what it is, the sake of convenience and not being responsible for your actions. Oh, yeah, well, you know, rape and incest. Well, that's a very, very small percentage of abortions that happen. And uh, I'm sorry, but if you put yourself in precarious situations, um, let's just say going out to a bar. If a woman goes out to a bar alone, she's crazy. She's a fool. You know, um, <laughs> my wife is currently my wife likes to watch these things about, um, uh, you know, women that have disappeared and how they're looking for them and stuff like that. And there's a woman in Colorado that disappeared recently. Um, and they think that uh, there's a strong suspicion and it's probably right that her husband uh, killed her and uh, buried her uh, somewhere. I mean, they, they were trying to say a mountain lion attacked her while she was riding her bike. And uh, <clears throat> but the thing is that um, if she was out riding her bike alone um, in a closed park, you know, tell me, just tell me what's wrong with all that. You know, you're by yourself, first of all. I wouldn't go out and ride a bike by myself anymore. I mean, if I was packing, maybe. Um, I don't ride bikes, to tell you the truth. I mean, but even hiking, you know, or walking around in a state park or something, um, I would always want somebody with me. Uh, if I fall down and get hurt, they can run for help. Or they can, you know, they might have a cell phone with a battery that's got more charge than mine does. If you can get power, you know. And... Um, it just makes so much more sense to, to go out on a buddy system, two or three or four, than it does to go out alone, you know. And evidently, she, you know, this is a practice of hers to go out biking by herself. And, and I'm not saying that what happened to her wasn't tragic because there's quite good evidence that she's probably not alive anymore. But um, it hasn't been for some time. But, um, you know, if people are going to make, bad decisions, then bad things are going to happen. You know, and, and a woman that goes to a bar by herself or with friends and, you know, usually if they go out with friends, they're single and they want to hook up with a guy and the one woman hooks up with a guy, leaving the other woman alone. And, you know, there's, there's just too many bad things that can happen that way, you know? Um, so, not saying that the acts that are committed against them that, you know, and I'm not defending them in any way, but um, if you do stupid things, stupid things are going to happen, you know? And so the, the whole answer is don't place yourself in, in a situation like that, you know? Um, but um, we were talking about uh, not too long ago about that injection that they have for, 
they're trying to force on kids so that they, uh, if they happen to have sex early, they don't come down with a herpes virus. And, uh, well, there's, there's a very good solution to that. <laughs> don't have sex until you're married. Um, you know, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it saved people for countless centuries, millennia, you know, back, back in the, in the bad old days, I guess you'd call them, uh, they actually had chastity belts that they put on virgins that, uh, you know, that uh, didn't come off, uh, unless, uh, somebody possessed a key. And a lot of times it was put on loose, uh, loose girls or, um, and sometimes on very attractive girls who could be attacked, you know, but, um, you know, you just didn't get through that thing. <laughs> but, um, anyway, I guess, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of tired of seeing, um, things enacted and legislated because people are careless and they don't think it's not the, uh, the fault of that little child that's inside the, uh, the mother's womb, whether it was from, uh, from rape or whatever, it's not that child's fault, you know, and, and scores of children that are, are uh, the product of rape have been born and some of them have aspired to greatness, you know, um, and what about diseases, you know, oh, well, you know, the child is, the child, you know, the mother had syphilis when she was carrying the child, so he's, He's probably going to have all these different diseases. So let's off the kid, you know? Um, well, if I'm not, I think I'm correct. Uh, Beethoven's mother had a venereal disease while she was carrying him. And yeah, he was born with a lot of disabilities, but look at the beautiful music he turned out. You know, we wouldn't have that music if there was abortion back then. Anyway, so to, uh, I don't know if Roe versus Whale ever get reversed. I think there's too many women that would uh, that would really uh, become militant even more than so now than they are now uh, than they are now. And they uh, I don't know. It just it seems like it's impossible that it will never be overturned. If it does, that's great. If not, then, well, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know what the answer is, but you know, not putting a woman on the Supreme Court because she holds Catholic values. She holds life to be sacred. And, um, you know, she's a family. Oh, and my favorite one about her is they, they adopted a couple of kids from Haiti, I guess, that were homeless, um, that were in an orphanage. And there's this one schmuck running around saying, oh, yeah, well, she's, she brought them to the States so she could oppress them. A white person oppressing two little black kids. And I'm like, those kids are probably glad that, that they're here. You know, they're getting three squares a day. They're getting a good education. They're being raised by people that actually love them. You know, who knows if they had that in Haiti. And if you really want to be a stickler about Haiti, let's go after the Clinton Foundation who took in all that money to support and take care of all those people in Haiti, and it never got to Haiti. You see, the liberals like to, they'll always, or the leftists, and liars in general, will always try to blame somebody else for things that they're doing. Okay? You, you will very, 
you'll very rarely hear Nancy Pelosi say, hey, I was wrong, or Chuck Schumer, hey, I was wrong. Um, they'll always deflect it, always try to make it sound like it's somebody else's fault, or I wouldn't have had to do this if. You know, it's it's just, uh, it's a shame, you know, but that's what happens when you put uh, narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths in political office. And um, just like that woman that I was dueling back and forth with today, I'm convinced she's at least a narcissist, probably a sociopath, um, just from the way she was writing. <laughs> you know, I have, um, as my picture on Facebook, uh, a few years ago, um, the uh, there were some archaeologists and, uh, uh, and other people in Israel that uh, took the skulls of, I think it was five or six, Men that had lived around the time that Jesus uh, walked the earth, um, and what they did is they, they, you know how they can take a skeleton and they can put clay on it and actually make it look like a likeness, and they, they're pretty darn good at it too, to tell you the truth. Um, I've seen them do it in criminal cases on TV, you know, where they'll they'll just start billing it and a person will come and go, yeah, that's the guy, that's the guy that did it. Um, or, you know, that's the person that's missing. That's my daughter or something like that. And uh, so anyway, they took these five or six and put the clay on it and with the bone structure. And and then they melded them all together. And they came up with this picture of what the real Jesus might have looked like. And he didn't look like Jeffrey Hunter in the King of Kings. He didn't look like a, a Northern European with a long face and the, the straight hair and and, uh, you know, the uh, the typical uh, European uh, Jesus, he actually looks like a uh, like a Middle Easterner. And I had one guy one time, he was criticizing me. He goes, yeah, yeah, it figures, you know, you you think of the way you do, because you if that's your picture, you look like a Neolithic caveman and they weren't very smart. And I said, well, actually, it's a picture of a characterization of Jesus that they think what he looked like. Never heard from him again. And I said the same thing to this woman, you know, that I've been sparring back and forth with. Uh, she she said something about, the, she goes, is that you in the picture? My goodness. And I said, actually, it's a, it's a, you know, I went through the whole story. And, and I said, and if you don't like it, I said, you know, you take that up with him. I said, because, you know, the way that you vote and the way that you think and the way that you're talking to me. Um, I can tell that you probably don't believe in God, and and I said, and you know, we're you're, you're getting up there in age. I can tell by your picture, and I said, one of these days you're going to have a very brief encounter with him before he sends you away, you know. And I said, you might want to think about that. And then she, you know, oh well, I don't believe in your fairy tales and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, and I told her, I said, you know, she said something about living, um, you know, a fairy tale place and that doesn't exist. Uh, and I said, well, I, I happen to think that heaven is quite real. And I'll tell you what, I said, you know, it may be true. Maybe I will die before you do. I said, but, you know, it, it would be preferable to be in heaven with, with my Lord than it'll be to stay on this earth i said this this earth is terrible place to live you know and i said and then i said you and you and this world deserve each other 
Um, and she wrote back, well, yeah, I happen to love the beauty of this world. And I'm like, oh, lady, you are so blind. You are so, so blind. You just don't get it. And you probably never, ever will. Um, and, and you, you talk about people that are, um, chosen from the foundation of the world, not to be chosen. If you know what I mean? Um, I got a feeling I'm dealing with one of those. And I think she's, uh, she probably moved the sweet home from Portland uh, a while back and she brought the infection with her, the infection of liberalism. But uh, the people of sweet home are very, uh, very astute and they don't fall for people like this very easily. And uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, so anyway, I'm going to reiterate one more time, please, if you, you have a chance to take your ballot in to the registrar, excuse me, the registrar or um, uh, the police station, if they have a box there or someplace safe, please do that. Don't mail it in. Um the, the Postal Service, as a matter of fact, today, their union uh, endorsed Joe Biden. And uh, so that that speaks a lot right there. Right. Um, now, if it's a union like like my union is, that does absolutely nothing for the people that pay all those dues. At least I haven't had anything good done for me when I've requested it. Um, you know, there there are people that are dissatisfied and will vote their conscience instead of what the union tells them to do. But um, generally, people tend to to follow what the rule, the union wants and, and things like that. So um, if the union were to hold a meeting and, uh, uh, you know, and had members in it in the meeting that were um, all pro Biden and uh, and they told the, the post office members, hey, every chance you get throw a if it has an R on it, throw it in the garbage. You know, it's. Uh, I have no doubt that that would happen. If it happened once in Pennsylvania, it's probably going to happen in all the big cities. <laughs> Trump made a, a comment today about Philadelphia, and he goes, yeah, you know what you know what Philadelphia is like? Nothing good happens in Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't know if that was – well, you know, since it's full of leftists, he probably didn't lose any votes there. But uh, anyway, my prayer was answered tonight, by the way, because I um, – one thing that I will not do – is uh and I did it when I was talking with this woman and so I I kind of feel bad about it is um to uh make fun of somebody that has dementia. Um dementia is a terrible disease. Um Alzheimer's is um a form of dementia and, or vice versa and um you know, you, you basically lose your identity, you lose your life, you lose your livelihood, you lose everything. And and it usually ends up in, um, I know uh, people usually die from Alzheimer's, not from the disease itself, but they forget how to eat and they forget how to swallow. And they basically starve to death. And uh, that's a terrible way to go. And no matter how bad Joe Biden's been, um, and all the things he's done, I'd never want to see anybody die like that. Um, so um, I prayed that Trump would not do anything like that, you know, bring that up or or make light of the fact that he um, he's not operating on all eight cylinders. And and uh, he didn't do that tonight. And I was really happy about it. I mean, I was cringing the whole time thinking that he might do it. But uh, 
he behaved himself in that way anyway. And, um, but it was just sad to see how, uh, basically Biden was coached by Chris Wallace. And, uh, even Trump made the, uh, the comment tonight. I feel like I'm being, I'm debating two people here, meaning, uh, Biden and Chris Wallace. So, um, it was totally unfair. It was totally skewed in one direction. And Fox News that you have Chris Wallace on there um, shows me that you're not fair and balanced. You're fairly unbalanced. And uh, I, I've lost all respect for Fox News a long time ago. And uh, I continue to lose any little bit of respect that I still have for him. I, um my hope and prayers are that somehow some conservative would start up a, a network. Uh, OAN is really uh, starting to take off. So maybe um, someday um, people like, uh, well, Bill O'Reilly or he's not with Fox anymore, but Sean Hannity and um, Tucker Carlson, maybe they'll go over to OAN and and uh, Fox will become what it wants to become another just another uh, liberal um, news source. And um, anyway, so that haven't been said, and I haven't spent too much time talking about politics on the show tonight. Um, if that offended you, I'm sorry, but it, things needed to be said. Things needed to be brought out, especially the fact that we need to hand deliver our ballots. Um, please, I implore you, um, Get on Facebook if you have Facebook and implore other people to do the same thing. Uh, our republic, it's not a democracy. Our constitutional republic has to survive, and it'll survive if Trump gets in. If, if, you, if you let the Democrats get in, um, uh, bend over and kiss your ear and goodbye, basically, <laughs> um, because that's what's going to happen. Um, they're up to no good. They're, they've never been for good. They, uh, you, you will be, um, uh, harassed by UN soldiers because they'll bring UN soldiers in. Um, it, it could quite possibly start the next civil war. Um, it might, might end up in a coup attempt to get them out of office, to get the Democrats out of there. Um, I would rather see that happen with uh, sealed indictments because that'll happen soon enough. But um, please, I, I beg you, just bring that thing into the elections office or the police station or, or a very safe place. Don't mail it. Please don't mail it. Even if they offer you the postage to mail it, don't do it because it may not end up where it's going to go. And if you're Democrat, I, I would, I would, you know, you have your right to your vote, too. You know, and, and I would hate to see your vote get cast out. What if some postal worker decides, hell, you know, I, I'm just going to throw everything out. You know, and he throws the Democrat votes out, too. You know, not that that's going to happen, uh, very likely to happen, but it could. So you need to consider these things, Democrats, too. You know, that uh, your vote might be thrown out. Maybe... Maybe some Republican will be working in the post office and he'll see all the Democrat ones and throw them out, you know, so um, you can bring your stuff in, too. And, and let's just have a fair election. Let's have a uh, a fair casting of the ballots and and um, and let's have it to where uh, there's one vote per, for one person 
and that all people are eligible to vote will vote, that the ones that are ineligible to vote will not vote, or that their votes will be uh, caught, their ballots will be caught and they'll be nullified. Um, another thing, uh, husbands and wives. Uh, I know a lot of times uh, husbands and wives, it doesn't happen here because they, you know, like my wife and I are um, – a lot of people, you know, the couples, they'll say we're 50-50. No, we're 100-100 here. And um, when we cast our ballot, she signs hers and I sign mine. Um, we don't take the easy way out and have one person sign it because that's a good way to get your ballot thrown out. They have your signature on file. And um, if you don't sign it, then uh, and you have your spouse sign it, no matter how good he's good at uh, he or she is good at um Mimicking your, your signature, it, it may get caught and thrown out. So, um, anyway, just a few little tips. And, um, well, I guess, uh, I'm going to say a little prayer and, um, then we'll end it up okay because it's, uh, almost 1230 and I'm kind of tired. Uh, Father, thank you for, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, that we live in a country still. <laughs> That where you can you can cast your ballot and you can vote for um, the person that you think is best for the job the the persons that you're, we're presented with um, um, and that we can um, and that we can feel reasonably safe that our ballots will be counted correctly. Uh, Lord, we come against in the name of Yeshua uh, any wrongdoing any any stealing of uh, envelopes, any throwing away of envelopes or, or ballots. Um, any, we come against anybody that's not legally, um, legally um, authorized to, to vote that they will not be able to, that their ballots will be caught and, and discarded by the election committees. Um, we pray that uh, this will be a fair and, and, um, a fair vote and that, um, that people will take my advice and that if they're, if they're going to vote by mail, um, and not in a, in a, in a, a ballot box, um, in a building somewhere that, um, that you would, uh, make sure that their, their, uh, ballot gets there safely. If they decide to mail it, uh, let it, uh, not be tampered with by any postal employees. Um, just be the Lord of this election. Be the Lord that gets Trump back into office because without him, Lord, we're, uh, we're going to experience things that, uh, we never dreamed possible. Um, we pray that after the election, that results come in and, and that Trump gets back into office, that, uh, there will be no, um, civil unrest, no civil war. Because that's quite possible right now. Uh, we pray that you would just um, that you would give our country another chance. Uh, you you have for the last four years. You've you've allowed us to have a stay of execution, so to speak, and we pray that that stay of execution would would continue uh, for this four years and maybe for another four or eight or twelve or sixteen years or. Um, but um, that will not happen if a Democrat gets in office, Lord. We pray that you would reveal Kamara Harris and um, and Joe Biden for who they really are. Uh, 
We pray that Democrats will see who they really are, will dislike who they really are, will vote Republican for Donald Trump, and that this election will be something that, even though the Democrats are planning on cheating in every way possible, that it would still not work, that their plans would be foiled, just like you foiled the plans of Pharaoh to take the people back to the land of of Egypt when when they were released. Just like you foiled the plans of Haman, the executioner. Just like you foiled the plans of um, of Herod to kill Yeshua when he was a baby. Just as you foiled so many attempts from the enemy to change the course of history for a negative manner. That you would, and on our behalf and on behalf of our nation... And on the behalf of all those who are still destined to become yours, um, that you would have mercy on our nation and on this election. And that that it would just be a miraculous thing. If it has to go to the courts, we pray that that would be, um, that would go okay. If um, we pray that uh, the the, uh, Senate would confirm Amy, um, you know her name, Lord to the Supreme Court this coming week, and that nothing would stop that. We pray that uh, everything the Democrats try to do to stop that from happening would fail, and that you would continue to work miracles and glorious wonders through Donald Trump and through his team, through his family, and through all believers in this country. We pray for Q, whoever he is or she is. Um, that you would just protect him or her. We pray that um, if John F. Kennedy Jr. is still out there and he's going to reveal himself, that it will be soon, and that it might cause um, many who are going to vote the wrong way to vote the right way. Um, And we pray that if he is to have vengeance against those who killed his father, that he would be able to do that. We pray for law in this land that you would just bring law back to this land, righteous law, and that uh, the powers of darkness would have nothing to do with this land anymore. We pray that you put a hedge of protection around the borders of this country, around Hawaii, around Alaska, and around the contiguous 48 states in the United States on the continent here, and that you would uh, protect us in, in ways that the world will see and the world will want. We pray that the world will want what we have because of what you've done for us. Um, Let your deeds be seen as glorious. Let them be seen as something that the world would want and would um, desire. And let your name be glorified in all the earth through what happens in this country, Father, and, uh, and the people in this country. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Having said that, I'm going to end the program. Gone an hour and 23 minutes. And um, you guys have a wonderful week. And uh, we will see you on Monday. And uh, we'll have a, before time, we'll have um, an idea of what we're going to do. And we'll let you know about it. Okay? So follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Um, actually, on Twitter, you want to follow Red Pills Eyes Open. Okay. Um, and um, on Parlor, 
repose in a matrix and um well we're all over the place so god bless you talk to you soon and uh, have a wonderful weekend good night